This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by Mick Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mick Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mick Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And welcome again to Cottage Talk Full Media Buzz, the Silly Season Sunday update with Emilio Danello, because Emilio's joining me. So we have several topics Emilio and I are going to go through in the next 30 to 40 minutes. It should be fun, and uh, it should be interesting because there's a lot, Emilio, on social media. There's a lot in the media in regards to foam. We are going to talk about probably about four or five stories. So thank you so much for joining me, and this should be interesting. Hi, Russ. Hi, everybody. Yeah, it's, it's nice to do. Just take a break away from life, shall we say? <laughs> Life's busy for everybody. Um, it's just nice to be able to talk all things Fulham. Hopefully, fans won't continue to go into meltdown mode like we've seen in the last couple of days. So, uh, so thank you, Elon Musk, for putting a restriction on <laughs> on usage of Twitter and who can do what because it means there's less poison and less people going into meltdown the last 24 hours. It woke up yesterday morning, absolute chaos. Felt like the Absol- whole world was falling apart. Relegation, you know, Silver's Back going. Back to the championship, I saw it. Come on. I said, we have, it's 1st of July. Can we actually just, just wake up and take a breath? We've still got five, six weeks at the start of the season. A lot's going to happen until then. So, you know, yeah, there's gonna, things, things will change. You know, there will be certain signings that don't come our way or players may leave, but as long as we get silver, as long as we build the foundations around him, then we'll be fine. But you know that meltdown yesterday morning was good. I think Elon Musk must have been hearing every all of Fulham fans. <laughs> Elon Musk, thank you very much, mate. Okay, excellent, Emilio. Before we get into this, I'm just going to share my thoughts because I tweeted this out last night. My thoughts on everything going on because I saw everything, I've seen everything, and uh, I understand why there is panic going on. I, I get it. The one thing that I will say, I just, again, I had a prediction. I said yesterday, July 1st, I have a feeling Fulham are going to spend 
a significant amount of money upgrading foam football club. I truly believe that. I think they're going to do this. I think the cons and Marco Silva have huge ambition. So I think you're going to see that. I think that they're not going to just sit back. I think they're going to be aggressive. And I think Mm -hmm. some of the stories that I'm seeing lead me to feel that they are going to be aggressive. Will they get everyone that they want? No, but I think they're going to get targets that might be a little bit higher than maybe in years past. And I like that based on what I'm seeing. Again, this is what I'm seeing, but there's a lot going behind the scenes that Emilio, you and I don't know about. So we'll have to see how this all plays out. But I truly believe by the end of the window that I'm going to be proven right that Fulham had a huge upgrade. Also, that they would have spent a significant amount of money. Let's see if I'm right. We'll find out at the end of the window. That's my prediction. Mm -hmm. But let's get to the show. Let's start with our number one story. And this has to be the number one story, Emilio. It's Marco Silva. And you and I have talked about this, that this is so important that he signs long-term for Fulham. I think the fact that he hasn't could cause problems getting players to come to Fulham Football Club. They want a commitment. I'm talking about, I feel that players wanting to come to play with him. They want to know he's going to be here. I'm sure his players now want to know that he's going to be here long-term. So this is a big deal. What's going on with him. So let's start with the first story. Again, this starts with, according to my friend, Dan Crawford and Hamian.com. This was yesterday quote Fulham head coach, Marco Silva has rejected another lucrative offer to become the new manager of Saudi Arabian side. Al-Halal, according to reports from Portugal. That was Dan's story yesterday. Dan followed it up with a story today. It's entitled, Silva set to commit long-term future to foam. The article is based on another writer's information on what's going on. And this writer is mentioning that Silva was offered 17 million pounds, a lot of money. And apparently he rejected it. So this all is positive news. Now, what's interesting about all this, Amelia, before I go to you, I've seen very little from the British press Mm. on the situation in Saudi Arabia, a little bit. But most of this was coming from Saudi Arabia that Marco Silva could be signing right away, that he had signed. There are all these reports. Well, it turned out not to be true. He Mm. might have been close. Who knows? We don't know. But first of all, how close do you think this really got just your gut feeling, and this is positive news for Fulham. I, he hasn't signed a new contract yet, but the fact that he rejected this club, I think, is uh, huge news. Hmm. Yeah, and I think it is huge news if, it, if it's true. Again, I don't try to read too much into speculation, gossip. As you know, I like to see facts. You know, show me facts, show me react, show me truth, then I can breathe or not breathe accordingly. But it's the same with you know, same in any job. It's, at the end of the day, it's all, it's all speculation. Marco Silva's got to start creating a little... He's got to sort of imp- increase his value and his brand, shall we say. He's still a young man. He's still got plenty of light years ahead of him. And whilst his Saudis have got millions and billions to throw at players and managers, you know, for them, it's all about profile, you know, you know, marketing, all that. Because they don't care how much money they have to pay for somebody. But at the end of the day, Marco Silva, in my opinion, has still got a lot to prove in this level. He's got one successful year under Fulham, got us to 10th place. There's a great opportunity for him to increase his earn his value by pushing Fulham up to this next end of what we keep hearing about. The owners want to keep pushing Fulham up to the next level. They want us to become one day, you know, a European football team. You know, that only time will tell. But 
with that, you've got to have the right pedigree, the right credentials. And, you know, he's got a reputation, you know, Everton, Watford, all these other clubs where maybe he's not he's not there for the long haul. So hopefully there, there probably was some truth there because Saudis are going and they're reaching out to a lot of players and a lot of managers. It was only a matter of time. Maybe the Brighton manager is going to get a process because he's had a successful right. season. So I think they're doing it with everybody because we Fulham is close to our heart. Obviously, we're, we're more concerned about it. But if he's done the admirable thing and rejected the offer, then that shows where his where his heart is. The heart is at the club. He wants to finish this project that we keep going and we keep talking about. So the project's probably about a third of the way through. It's, it's probably two thirds of pushing on, building, pushing on and building over the next few seasons. We can do that with Michael Silver at the helm. And he can take Fulham to the, the dizzy heights of top six, and then 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 he can go maybe to another, you know, somewhere like Saudi Arabia, and they say, you know what, I've demonstrated at the highest highest level in the in the biggest league in the world, and therefore, you know, when he gets a little bit older, maybe he can start to think about what his bank account balance looks like. But at the moment, I still think he's got a little, little more credentials. He's got to earn his value and his in that, in that that you know that trust. So I think if he goes now and jumps ship, I think it's a little bit too early. You know, Jose Mourinho can do that. What? He's the wrong end of 50, won trophies all his life. He may think, well, actually, now, if he wants to, before he goes into retirement, a couple of years in Saudi Arabia, make the money, move on. Marcus Silva's still still got a lot to prove and still got a lot lot to do in his early part of his life. So I think it's admirable that he has rejected a potential offer and let him finish this project that he started with Fulham, which he's keen to finish off. So, you know, I, it's speculation. You know, you can read it yeah. either way. But I don't think there was, I think there was some truth in that because, as I said earlier, the Saudis are approaching every person they can possibly get their hands on. Money is not important to them, clearly. Right. And what's interesting about this, like you said, that's what we're talking about. Do you buy the speculation, Emilio? You said you buy it somewhat. I'm buying it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's as close as it was being portrayed in Saudi Arabia. Maybe it was. It's mm-hmm. speculation. We don't know. But in the end, he rejected him. That's mm-hmm. fact. That's, that's fact, basically, based on what we're seeing because he did not become their manager and they now have a new manager. So mm. whatever happened never materialized with Marco Silva. Was he offered that? Like you said, probably because they're offering everyone yeah. of high caliber, these huge, massive contracts. And thankfully, if it's true that he rejected it, that's great. And he can concentrate on form the next step as we're talking about Emilio. Mm. I'm going to keep saying this. The cons and him have to come to terms and they have to really extend him. Now, I don't know what the holdup is on this, but I think it might have to do with maybe Marco needing to see that players are coming in the door. But like I said, it's a double-edged sword, Amelia, because I think players are going to question should they come until he signs. So Mm -hmm. let's hope that this gets done sooner than later. I think you would agree with me on that, that he signs an extension. Yeah, absolutely. First, that first of July date is always psychologically the date when you know teams start to make their you know their transfers. Obviously, we we traditionally don't always go in there early, do we? I think we Scott Parker that got the job early. So Carnes, come and get get my Marco Silva's contract done early. Sign sign it up so we can then start to build. If I know we've got look, we've got an international tournament you know coming up at the end of the month. He's friendly, so it'd be nice if we've got some of these players extended. New signing, signed to gel with the team. I don't want to, you know, get all these new transfers into week two, week three of the season. We need to get them in now, so the preseason training is going to start very imminently. We've got to get them through the door. Start getting them in the door now. Uh, otherwise, I think we're going to miss a trick again, like we do every season. So yes, we'd started very well last season. I think it was that sort of that momentum, right? You know, promoting from the championship, but we didn't have a 
the greatest end to the season last year. And all this, if there's all this speculation hanging over our head going into into the end of July, August, and that's gonna that's gonna cause alarm bells, and which is why you saw that meltdown with some of our fans yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. So, if um, Tony and Shahid are listening, or anyone mm. else uh, associated with the club, just try mm. to get this thing done, because the quicker you get this done, I think the business you want to do, I think everything's going to move quicker. So please get it done and we can move on. But as you said, it's July 1st to start to think about stuff like this, but I still believe that they're going to get stuff done, but it all kind of centers around Marco. That's where it Mm -hmm. starts for me. And you agree with me on that, my friend. Okay. Absolutely. Let's let's go to our first piece of speculation. And uh, well, it's a little bit more than speculation because he has not signed a new deal. So let's talk about the situation with William. This has been in the media the last couple of days. This is according to Team Talk. So according to them, they can re- now reveal that Fulham's refusal to give William a two-year deal is the reason behind that failure to agree an extension, unquote. So Emilio, I've seen a lot of talk about this. I've also seen other reports that he still could be open to signing with Fulham, I've seen that possibly Crystal Palace could be interested. First of all, do you buy the story? And secondly, if it is true, do you agree with Fulham for not offering him two years, or do you disagree? Yeah, I think I think there is truth to that. I think I think part of it. I think the Marco Silva situation hanging in the air is probably partly influencing that. It's not the, it's not the main rationale for that, but I. I Probably can appreciate maybe Fulham only wanting to give him a one-year deal. I think I don't disagree with that. I think it's Fulham again. It's about Fulham being brave and courageous. If you look, he's William had a great season. He proved everyone wrong, including myself. You know, I was his biggest critic when when we first were linked with him at twelve months ago, and he's done amazing. You know, and he's you know some of the goals and some of his distribution and plays is incredible. You just got that. He's got that pedigree that we need. An experience, so letting him go for the sake of a year's contract, I think, is is, is foolish and short-sighted. If they, you want to keep pushing on, you need you need to balance new players that are coming in who haven't played at this level, who haven't played in the Premier League. That's going to be crucial. And you've got the likes of William, Tim Ream, all these pros at this level who are going to be instrumental to bring up and you know start to uh, integrate some of these non-Premier League players who are likely to sign. So if it's just a one-year deal at forty, fifty grand a week average. Then Tony Khan, Macintosh, get your checkbook out. It's not going to blow the club up for the sake of an extra year. Given the two-year deal, he's going to bring more than just performances on the pitch. He's going to bring you that experience in the dressing room, that you know, that 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 camaraderie, that leadership that we need, especially when you integrate players. So if he's not going, to, if it's not going to be, it's not going to be. But it'll be disappointed because you know we've given him the chance to resurrect his career in the Premier League, and in comes the likes of Crystal Palace or West Ham and come and. Right, Nick will poach him away from us, so to speak. Right, and I'm glad that you said this because I've given this some thought. And at first blush, I understand why you would only offer the one-year <clears throat> deal, Emilio, because of the age, right? He's going to be 35, so you're asking a decent amount here. However, like you said, I don't think the wages are going to be out of control. And if we're just talking about an extra season, I mean, I've watched – several players in other sports right here in New England play into their 40s. I'm not saying that William's going to do that, but I think William has shown enough to warrant not just one year, Mm -hmm. but a two-year deal. But I think the bigger part, 
is also not just what he offers on the pitch, Emilio, the culture that he brings in the uh, in the dressing room. That to me, I think is huge. I think what he offers to his teammates and building an identity with Fulham, I think is very valuable. So is he the same player that he was when he played for Chelsea? We know he's not, but I think he offers a lot more. I think that it's not just limited to on the pitch. I think it's what he offers as a teammate. Yeah, it's all that leadership he brings. You know, right. you know, for me, it's if we're going to bring in more depth in the squad who are not used to playing in the Premier League, you need to have experience at this level in your squad. And the likes of, like I said, Tim Ream, um, the keeper, some other players have been you know, long, long-term professionals who've been in the like Tim Ream and William spring to mind. They're going, they're going to be key to you know, bringing... I'd say a bit of there's camaraderie in the dressing room, but they're also bringing experience and composure in that dressing room because some players are coming in a little bit cold to this level, and we need a balance between yep. experience at this level and potential, you know, new people that we're bringing in from other leagues. So it's if it's a second one year, I get that people maybe I've seen a note here saying, "Well, Stephen Murray saying, you know, he should say some thanks to Fulham." I don't disagree with that, but you know, we don't know the story here. You know, I'm I'm just assuming he's turned down the contract because he wasn't given two years instead of one. But again, that's speculation. Now, right. we don't know how much of that is because Marcus Silva hasn't secured a long-term deal and therefore he doesn't want to commit with what was offered. So there's a lot of there's a lot of speculation, but I think we all agree he's had a great season and I think losing him will be a blow. I think I'll be very surprised if anyone disagrees with that. I agree with that, Emilio, because I think he offered a great deal. So I think it is a setback losing him. I understand what Stephen says that gave him a chance when really there weren't many suitors. So that part I, I get, but I look at it this way. Reward the player for what he offered. And mm -hmm. I don't think a one-year deal is a true mm -hmm. reward. I think a two-year deal, I don't blame him for asking. I understand why Fulham said no, but I would have said yes. But again, maybe that's why I'm not in charge of Fulham Football Club because <laughs> I, I would have said yes. But it's great wages come into it as well, because I think we probably got him on the cheap last year on the basis, yeah. well, you haven't played this level for, for, for a while. You're unproven. You're not 100% fit. We're going to trust in you to make, to prove that you can compete this level. There's a bit of negotiation. So William obviously took the one-year deal at probably a lower salary than he would have liked. Now he's come in probably saying, look, I've, I've done what I said I was going to do. Now he, there's probably a bit of negotiation with salary as well here. So pay up or I go. So it could be a bit of both. It could be combination of salary and length of contract. So I think, and Marcus Silva right. still not securing that, um, that long-term contract. Okay. Very good, my friend. All right. Let's move on from William because that was a very interesting speculation that we have seen over the last few days. And like I said, it's uh, unfortunate. All right. Let's talk about an article in the sun that actually is about two players. Let's talk about the Fulham player first, and then we'll talk about, a player that I'm actually very interested in. I hope that the speculation is real on the second player we're going to talk about. Let's talk about Jedi. So let's talk about mm -hmm. Jedi. The Sun is reporting that Fulham are planning on offering Jedi a new deal. I just want to mention, Emilio, that I actually heard from a reliable source that backs this up and says that the offer for Jedi will be a lengthy offer. It will be lengthy which is interesting. So what are your thoughts about this? Do you buy the speculation on this report? I do because 
he's coming near the end of his agreement. And I know that he was on holiday from the U S men's national team and uh, probably has just returned. So I didn't buy the speculation that he rejected a deal. I didn't buy it at all. I think Mm -hmm. Fulman are now in the process of offering him a new deal. So what are your thoughts about this? I'm, I'm, I'm enthusiastic about it. You know, that that we we were planning on giving a long-term contract. I think, I've seen a bit of a mixed view across some of our fans around the world, you know, who's saying take the money in and run, we can do better. But I think with any play that we've got, we can do better. So let's be frank. Any play on that pitch, clearly we can always do better. We're, remember, we're Fulham Football Club. We can't compete with the likes of Arsenal's and Man City's and all that. So he was our mo- one of our most improved players first half of the season last year. You know, he was outstanding. You know, if he's, if he's you know, we know he's got, you know, he's improved defensively. You know, he's, you know, he's getting tackles in, you know, he's getting more aggressive and more physical, which is good to see. He's becoming more mature. This is now, you know, he's learning the ropes. If he can just finish off and get better quality distribution, that's his, that's his only downside. I think when he comes forward, he gets into good positions, but his crossing is is appalling. The game against West Ham springs to mind, the home game oh. at the back end of the season, where how many crosses did we get into that box in that day? And we just, we, we could have tried 24 hours and we would never have scored that day, but... If he can fit, get that sorted out, then he'll be a the complete player or has the makings of being a more complete player. But in the mid-20s, he, these are the players you need to keep retaining. If you want to you want to get to that top six desire of playing in European competition, you can't keep selling your so-called best better players and replacing them. Brighton have done that. They've got away with it for so many years, but I think they can't continue with that philosophy because it's got it's gonna it's gonna hurt them one day. Um but so Fulham Football Club. You know, I applaud you. Give Jedi the deal. He's he's suited for that role. He's in, he's in a much improved player from last season uh, compared to the previous years. And, you know, the, the, these are the players we need to start building the foundation. We keep changing the dynamics of our team, the composition of our team, then progressing is going to be more risk, higher risk. We know what we've got with these players. There's a bit of development still out there. Improve the coaching within the team, and then we, we, we'll see him push on. But at 25 years of old, 25 years of age, he's got plenty of light years ahead of him. So secure him long term. And let's build around him and many other players in the team. Okay, excellent, Emilio. And I'm agreeing with you on this. I've been back and forth on this show about Anthony Robinson for the reasons you just laid out. He just is not a good crosser of the ball. And I think sometimes he depends too much on his athletic Mm -hmm. ability, that it's Mm -hmm. about his athletic ability. He has tremendous athletic ability. But I think uh, if he improved his crossing ability, he would be the complete mm-hmm. player. I think he's that close, but it's still about that potential. So if I'm Fulham, you already have him, make him a core player. I'm to the point where I'm ready to make him a core player. So invest in the players that you have mm-hmm. been having improve and make them part of your, your here and now and the future. So I'm in on this. I believe it. And I do hope they get a long-term deal with Anthony Robinson. I'm, I'm all for that, a million. Okay. Yeah, now let's we talk. Just gotta keep, you know, we've got to stop. You know, there's certain – there's the fringe players, you know, the Bobby Reeds, the Cabanas and all that, who are the, the wrong side of 20 and early 30s, right? So it's – they're the ones you can be a little bit more flexible. You've got players in their, in their, in their peaks. Still, I think Robinson has still got plenty to develop. He's going up in terms of value and quality, and his performances last season proved that. So you can't keep selling these, these these best players. We've got to build around them. And if we start to create some stability, then great. I also saw a stat. I don't know if anyone saw a stat this morning that 
Fulham and Wolverhampton Wanderers had the fewest injuries last season. Wow. So there's a statistic I saw this one. So again, we 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 were all making assumptions in you know March, February, March, able a few injuries. Our squad was a little bit wafer thin, and yet we had the fewest injuries of the whole season in the Premier League. So if we had more injuries, then we would have been under more pressure. So again, this indicates we you can't keep selling and replace. You need to keep and extend. That's going to be the philosophy here. Otherwise, you know, our, our, our squad we saw last year was wafer thin at times, and yeah. the fact we didn't have many key injuries was probably quite fortuitous based on that statistic I read this morning. Okay, excellent. All right, I'm going to share some comments. Our friend Wayne Walden Robinson will stay at Fulham Football Club. This is one about you, Emilio. Is that a new signing for Cutters Talk? A slimmer Emilio Danello. <laughs> I've, I've lost a little bit of weight, uh, sure. Not that much. A couple of kilos here and there, but nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing significant, put it that way. <laughs> okay, very good. I, I love that. This is from Stephen Murray. 50-50 on Jedi. Want him to stay. But... If, as reported, $35 million to upgrade, it's a toss of a coin. Interesting stuff. This is from Black, White, and Fred. Robinson definitely deserves improved terms. However, if a big offer came in from like 20 to $30 million, I might be tempted. Only cost us $2 million, as it would be hard to turn down. Well, that makes sense, Emilio, but still, I know that the investment is small, but I keep going back to it. Is the money more valuable than the player? The player might be more valuable at this point to Fulham Football Club yeah. because he really has improved as a player. I might reject the money and stick with a player because then you're talking about we're going to the game that I talk about of replacing everyone. I want to mm -hmm. build. I don't want to keep replacing. I want to build. That's the way I'm looking at it. Like we're talking about, you're talking about a project of three to four years. At some point, you got to start building yeah. and not replacing, you know, People point to Brighton, and I've seen this in the comment section of how mm. wonderful they've done their business. Mm. But I'm here to tell you that they are constantly yeah. replacing. It's working for them, but I think eventually it's going to catch up to them. I don't want Fulham to be Brighton. I'm sorry, I don't. I want them to be good with their money, but I don't want them to just sell all of their best players and have ready-made substitutes for them because you're not building anything. You're just continually... Yeah replacing players Amelia. I don't want that. I want Fulham to have ambition because I think when you have that, you have the idea that you're just going to be a mid-table club, maybe a little bit better, maybe a top 10 club. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this right now, Amelia. I want better from Fulham. Yeah. There I say, I want, I want to be in Europe on a regular basis. And I know Fulham's limitations with Craven Cottage, but they – are based right in London. Players are going to want to play for Fulham. They can find mm. a way to be a European club on a regular basis. Mm. That should be the goal. The goal should be getting to Europe each yeah. and every season, Amelia. Yeah, and I think there's also another way you can look at it. So, look, I don't disagree. If you get silly money for him, maybe maybe our, our eyes will be turned and maybe we do sell and reinvest. Reinvesting is a gamble. You know, you don't, you know, you don't yep. know whoever you bring in is is going to be suitably equipped to to perform at the top level. We may get they may get better. They may be a better better than Jedi. We don't know that. That that's a risk. But the key the thing I'm worried about is if you look again looking at statistics, you know, is last season we were, I think the fact that we had the fewest injuries on the flip side, we were I think the, one of the teams that gave up the most chances. Right. Last season. Again, the defense is under pressure. Tosin's inevitably going. That seems to be he he wants out. So 
let him go, take what you can and move on. But, you know, we're starting the the defense is going to be key next year. You know, that's going to be a key area of of error. So if we start to lose seemingly one of our better, more talented and up and coming players, you're just going to put more, more pressure on that defense, which already, yes, we've kept a lot of clean sheets last season. That's admirable. But we kept, you know, thanks to the keeper and thanks to Polini's efforts, how many chances did we give away last year? Too many. So, sort of, if you've changed too many changes in defence, then again, there's more, there's potential more risk as well. So, you've got to start building from the back and building and pushing on and and strengthening that squad in all those positions. Otherwise, otherwise you're going to need two players. You've got to need a Robinson replacer and a backup for whoever that player is going to be as well. Bear that in mind. That's right. That's right. Very good point there, my friend. All right. Coming up next, Emilio and I have two stories that will end Cottage Talk. Media buzz, the silly season with Emilio Donnello with. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Okay, my friend, we have two more stories, and one actually is something that I really want to get your thoughts on, and this is, I think, shows me a potential direction that Fulham are going in. I have a feeling Fulham don't want these stories to be leaked out, especially this one. I'll say the same thing with James Ward-Prowse, because I think these are players that Fulham are targeting, and I think this is more of a higher-quality player that they're targeting. I'm here to tell you, and I'll just share the story. According to the Sun, Fulham are bidding to land United States midfielder Dynamo Yunus Musa from Valencia in a 20 million pound deal. Now, Emilio, this is a player that started his career at Arsenal, then went to Spain. He was part of the Arsenal setup. He's English. He uh, was also, I believe, born in New York City. So, there's a little bit here. He is a U.S. international. So I've, I've had a good chance to watch Yunus Musa play. He has thrived with the U.S. men's national team. My friend Steve has told me he's played very well for Valencia and has touted this player months ago. I would love for him to go after him. He's a central midfielder, Emilio, and I think his best role is the number eight role. I think he would be even though I like Harris Reed, I know how you feel about him, but I think he would be an upgrade over Harrison Reed. He's 20 years old, a young player. And mm-hmm. I expected the amount of money on transfer market, it had his value at 18 million pounds. I thought it would be much higher because he is yeah, me too. a very good player. And, and I'm here to tell you, of all the players on the U.S. men's national team that I would want Fulham to get, more than... Any other player, it's him. I would rather have him, believe it or not, than than Pulisic, than Gio Reyna. And these are great players, don't get me wrong. I think this is more of a player that would fit foam tremendously. I would, you know, again, uh, Tyler Adams is another player I would want. Yunus Moose is number one in my book. I think he's the U.S. men's national team most valuable player. I think he's that good, Emilio. I want this player. I want to get your thoughts. Yeah, and for twenty million, it seems like a bargain, right? He's got his. It does. Uh, it does. You know, it absolutely got, does. You know, I read. A, you know, I think I read. It was it yesterday? He's played. Really played what 25, 30 games for the national country at the age of twenty. So again, yes. he's got a lot, uh, increasing international experience. You know, playing at the top league in 
in Spain. So Steve Renner obviously watches Spanish football more than I do. And if, if he says he's he's the right fit for Fulham, and yes. for what I've seen, he's quick. He's got good touch. Good you dribbling. Know, his link-up play is good. Um, his passing ability is very good. You know, he's, he, he has all the credentials to fit the Marco Silva way of playing. And again, all depends, you know, get Marco Silva's long-term contract, <laughs> then he'll be exactly the player that we need. And, and again, right. Harrison Reed, you know, you know, people know I'm not his biggest fan, but he does a job. And last season, when he did a great did a job, I was always applauding him for that. And but he's limited in terms of what he can offer, and that's the thing, you know. So it's quite healthy competition. What I keep saying, we've got to get healthier competition that team. If we're bringing in youth, experience at the international level, keep the Williams, the Tim Reams there to build, like we said at the beginning of the show. You know, then this is this is all about the next the next five years. What we've got to build, not for next year. For the next five years, there needs to be a five-year plan. Right. But the initial plan will stay in the Premier League. Right. We've done that and done that comfortably. We've got to keep pushing on. And the, the Khans have to put their money in their pockets, invest in the right players and build for the long-term future. With and with the balance of experience as well. We can't go right. all gung-ho getting all these inexperienced players. That's why the Williams, James Ward-Prowses, they're the players you build around the youth. And even Fred. Fred, you know, again, if he's going, yep. he's around 20 million. He's another option, right? You know, right. didn't do a great job at Man United, but at Fulham, he could thrive and could do a great job for us. At, again, at 20 million, wages might be a problem, but 20 million of transfer fee in the current market is a bargain, right? So it I'm, I'm excited about this plan. I'm actually quite excited if, it, if it's if it's true and real. You know, I don't always believe what the sun says. I don't know. Nobody I know. believes what the sun says. But, uh, I know. I know. But, you know, ultimately, there, there must be some truth in it. And I think there is, Emilio. And, uh, the other club rumored with him is AC Milan. The only issue I have, and it goes back to the James Ward Prowse situation, and even Fred, is um, I don't like the fact that Fulham's targets are getting out in the media mm. because I think that allows other clubs to get involved. And yeah. I think that Fulham do their best to keep things pretty quiet. I don't think they would want this out there, to be honest with you. But it got out there, so mm. we shall see. I actually believe the speculation. It makes too much sense for me. And mm. knowing you the way I know you and the situation with Harrison Reed, you want a more dynamic player in central midfield. This is your player, my friend. This is what yeah. you would that you've been telling me you would want. He's offering that little extra that Harrison Reed doesn't. He does all the other work, but yeah. he has that dynamic quality that you are looking for. He has yeah. it. And Harrison Reed, like I said, you know, Fantastic job last season, and like I said, you know, not being his biggest fan, I'll give I'll give him the credit where he deserves. But if that style of football, his game plan isn't on top of his game on that particular day, he doesn't offer very much else. And that's why, right. you know, we can't, you know, we need we need healthy competition for players. And this person, you know, you see more than I have, and Steve Reynolds yep. as well, is more rounded and more robust, and can offer more than just those, you know, those sort of, you know, Harrison Reed credential shall we say then clearly it's going to be the for the better for the best for the club but also rotation is going to play a part next season as well right we want to be able to healthily rotate rather than rotate rotate when we have some injuries or we've got a wave of thin squad and we we have to trust with the players that we've got so if you're going to be successful successful teams rotate players in key games you can't keep playing your same 11 week in week out and we got away with it based on that statistic that we had the, the joint lowest injuries last right. season in the Premier League you can't get away with that year in, year out. So depth of squad is, is critical for next season. Okay, excellent. Talk about depth of squad, my friend. To end the show, let's talk about Bobby Decadovery. According mm -hmm. 
to the Telegraph, Fulham want to tie Bobby Decadova Reed down to a new deal. Now, what's interesting about him? He is a squad player. He is depth, my friend. Would you do this? Yeah, he, he's one I would wouldn't. I don't see him as a starter next season. Again, if we have if we don't have ambition and building, we shouldn't use him. You know, regularly like we did last season. He, he does a job. He get he's got a knack of picking up goals. We know how versatile he is and what he offers to the team. He knows the culture. He's got the experience again about the balancing of new players, young players, and experience. Give him the new deal because you, we know how versatile he is, and he's somebody you want to keep on the bench to come on, to come and make a difference when you're when, the, when you're one nil down. You're trying maybe trying to chase a winner because he can play in various different positions. But you know you can't put a price on experience, and he's done that. He's done it for a few seasons for us. So get it, give him the maybe a couple year extension to his contract, and you know we'll we'll create some versatility and depth in that squad. But he won't, he's not good enough to to be starting season as far as I'm concerned we've got to push on and build on and sympathy needs to somewhat go to one side and if you want you've got to be a little bit more assertive as owners and manager of the club you want to push on certain players applaud them for what they've done but there's got to be a recognition that we need to create and improve the quality of the job but given the contract you know I would give him a contract extension for sure I agree Emilio and it goes back to what you just said you still need players that are going to offer you the culture to continue He's one of those. Yeah. And I'm going to put him in the same boat as a player that I still feel is uh, one of my favorite Fulham players is uh, Bairdina. Mm -hmm. Chris Baird just did everything good. He was not great at anything. He mm -hmm. was just good at everything. Mm -hmm. And he could play multiple positions and yeah. just help the team. I put Bobby Decker over Reed maybe a step below Chris Baird, but similar feelings about him. So mm -hmm. I would give him the deal because I think he is someone that you need as depth and just a good culture type of player that would just, mm. you could continue to instill it at the club. So I think that's great. My I friend, like his link-up play, especially, you know, when you're playing in a more advanced role, yep. he's got a knack of getting in the box, you know, finding those loose balls, converting them into the back of the net, get, you know, getting free kicks and penalties around the penalty area in the penalty area. So he's got a knack of, because he's got a bit of pace there, Playing for those twenty minutes, you know, with, when when you've got twenty minutes left in the game, stretch those those tiring defenders and your opposing defenders, and get him in, get play him in the box, try to win those free kicks and penalties. And that's when you're going to get more pr productivity. But like I said, he's got a knack of picking up the odd goal here and there, so okay, that's that's crucial. That's crucial. Okay, I'm going to share this. Thank you, Steve, for mentioning <laughs> this. Uh, the Athletic <laughs> is reporting that Striker Goldman's birthday is mm. Wednesday. Happy birthday, me! Thank you, Steve. It is. On Wednesday, so so thank you. I'm actually going to be doing a show on my birthday. I look forward to doing a show on my birthday. So it is on Wednesday. Thank you very much. Emilio, before we go and I get final thoughts from you, I do want to mention this because you talked about the summer series and I'm going to talk a little bit more about this as we get close to the summer series. I will be going along with Max Cohen. I'll be meeting up with Max in Philadelphia. Him and I will be going. And we're also going to be part of a live show of Fulmish in Philadelphia. We'll have more details soon on that, but I will be part of that along with Max Cohen. We're excited to meet all the Fulham supporters, and uh, we'll share that once we have more information on that show that's going to be a live podcast of Fulhamish, and uh, Max and I are going to be a part of it, and yes. we look forward to doing that. All right, my friend, before we go, final thoughts. Great show for the middle of a Sunday afternoon here in the UK. There's the, a lot of people probably watching the cricket. I'm just seeing on the television. England, we're in a 
better position half an hour ago than they were. And I thought England were going to do, but they've got one wicket left and chasing 63 more runs. It's going to be an uphill task. But if that's anything to go by, Fulham have got an uphill task this summer. Get some get some fresh blood in that team. Sign these extent, you know, sign contract extensions with the Bobby Reeds, Williams, get Silver tied down. And we've got a lot, lot to look forward to. But look, I'm not going to look on Twitter regularly because it's just it was that meltdown yesterday morning. Oh, yeah. It was depressing. Depressing. So I'm away with work. For a few days, I've got to go and get a flight in the next couple of hours. I've got to just go to the airport after this show. So, uh, great show. Hope people enjoyed it. And uh, Chris Goodwin put a bit of Harry, Harry Kane. He's not world class. Why would he come to Fulham? <laughs> I, I want world class players. I don't want Harry Kane there. So, uh, oh, you had to say that, Emil. You had, had to, to say that, that one. I'm okay, not... no worries. Before I go, I'm just going to share this uh, again. Just uh, thank you, Steve, for the, the kind words and. Uh, Last thing I'll say that I said it at the beginning of the show, I truly believe that by the time we get to the transfer window closing, that we're going to look back at this. And we're going to say, wow, Fulham have built a squad good enough to contend for Europe. I believe that. I truly believe that. We'll see if I'm right. I'm going to go with it. I truly believe that. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Cottage Talk from my good friend, Emilio Danello. And Russ Goldman, thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. Part of the TalkSport Fan Network. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.